Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Question here, Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips back. I think Jalen Phillips might be back. Is is the uh, honor ring ceremony back on? I think it might be back on after what we saw on Sunday. Yeah, no one's gonna believe me, but I'm sitting there yelling Jalen Phillips like, "Yo, man, Jalen Phillips!" And he, he kind of looked at me like I kind of knew it was gonna be a big Jalen Phillips game. So, um, I I mean, yeah, I think he's back. Right? We gave him his gold jacket or uh, put him in the ring of honor back in his rookie year. I think. Uh, it took him a little bit to get back from this injury. You know, he's not quite there snap-wise, but dude was wrecking in the backfield, you know, making plays, uh, making Jalen Hurts' life a living hell. And Bradley Chubb, I mean, again, I have written down, you got to give him his praise because, uh, you know, we've all kind of been down on him. You see his name all at the top of the statistics, but you want to see sacks and pressures and things like that. You're starting to see him, and they're disrupting this game. And I thought that, like you said, it, um, you know, in the first part, they're absolutely playing out of their mind right now, that defensive line. Bradley Chubb, two sacks, one tackle for a loss, and a quarterback hit. Jalen Phillips added another sack, tackle for loss, and two quarterback hits. This was the first game this season where I thought the Miami Dolphins' defensive front looked like the defensive front we saw last year. You know, we were starting to get under the pressure, and this was Josh Boyer's defense, right? You need to blitz at least that one extra guy, and then once it's 1v1 matchups across the board, then the Dolphins can really eat. That's not what we saw on Sunday against the Eagles. We saw four guys go out there. I didn't think the Dolphins were blitzing too, too much. That just really won the line of scrimmage. I think, uh, what, Lane Johnson allowed his first sack since I think Trump was president. I mean, the Dolphins really, really did a great job of just consistently pressuring Jalen Hurts. And that's why I still feel like, hey, this is much different than the Bills game because I thought, you know, the Eagles scored 31 points here. I think that, you know, has to do with the Miami Dolphins taking a few risks at the end. Overall, I thought the defense played an excellent game and just really forced the Eagles to play their perfect offense. And, hey, credit to them. I think they did that despite averaging, you know, just 2.9 yards per carry. Yeah, I thought they were good against the run. And you got to give, uh, you know, you're sitting, we're talking about the defensive line and how well they played. You got to give Jerome Baker, you know, his flowers, right? I mean, I've been harsh on him be- before. 11 total tackles. He had one tackle for loss, one 
pass deflection. The kids are so stoked for Jerome Baker. He had that touchdown uh, pick six. You also saw David Long uh, Jr. making an impact as well. So, I mean, I think we're seeing it all come together. Again, I was kind of harsh on the secondary, but even Javon Holland was playing like his head was on fire. Thank God he's okay right after him and David Long uh, collided. They didn't even show that in at the stadium. Like, I was, I was scared to death because, right, they collided and they were getting – going to the blue tent. So um, overall, I do think this defense is getting very good and you got to give them their praise. And also Andrew Van Ginkle again, this he was, uh, you know, took a step back, I guess a little bit based on, you know, previous games, but still six tackles, uh, a quarterback hit and a tackle for loss. So defense is playing pretty good. Yeah. We were wondering how they'd be able to rotate these guys in. And it's, I think it's safe to say they figured it out. David Long, man, he's really becoming that guy we all thought he would be during the offseason. Who knew that it'd take a few weeks for people to really understand how how uh, how this defense works? But I got to ask, does it kind of feel like David Long is just figuring out how fast he is? Because it seems like there were a couple plays where he just kind of like ran by the play and then would look back like and, and be a little shocked that, that he went right by it. Yeah, there's absolutely times where he overcommits a little bit and things like that. And I do think it's just how fast he plays and how decisive he is. But when, you know, he misses a hole or, you know, runs right past the ball carrier, you definitely notice it. But even him, I mean, there's highlights going around. I think uh, Baldy's putting out some – he gets the all-22 before everybody, that guy. He gets it so early. He's He put out a thing with David Long. I think he, like, bulldozed over a, a tight end or maybe it was an offensive lineman to get to the ball carrier. I mean, that again, the run game played very well. And I think once this uh, secondary is healthy, it's going to be game over for the rest of the rest of the league. Circling some players on offense here. Uh, g- generally, I didn't think Tua played too, too bad. He threw the interception there. But, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, Monday morning quarterbacking about Jalen Waddle ran the wrong w- route. So that's what opened up the door for uh, Darius Slade to kind of come over and intercept the ball. Raheem Mostert was also held on the play, which is also very fun. But overall, I mean, the Dolphins couldn't run the football. They did average 3.8 yards per carry. Mostert averaging five yards per carry is kind of fake news when you consider how uh, slow that start was. Uh, But man, Tua had to work every single play to get that first down. And that's why you see him averaging 6.8 yards per completion compared to him being higher that 10 or 11, because the running game just wasn't working. It was very inefficient. But I thought the offense was still able to move the football. It was a little painful at times. We saw Tua doing that, um, what, behind the back pass to Tyreek. When they're doing that casually on like a second down to game four yards, that's how you know that things are really hard to uh, come across when it's just not a trick play, but it's a play just to kind of keep the sticks moving. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, it almost seemed like at times they were trying to empty the bag, you know, do almost everything just to to pick up a few yards. So um, you could definitely see it. You mentioned Tua didn't really play that bad. I think he'll admit that he underthrew that ball to uh, Raheem Mostert, whether or not Jalen Waddle ran the wrong route. I mean, if not, it was designed poorly, right? I mean, they were both in the same area. We saw Darius Slay break off and jump in front of that one. So obviously once that one back, but I mean – um, man, I, I guess we should have talked about Tyree Kill and maybe the last one. He had that one where he should have had a touchdown right on that slant where he dropped it, and then um, there was another one. I can't remember. Where there was the pass interference right where 
uh, yeah. where it was called back. Dude, that we that also one had a touchdown. He, Let's keep this positive. You also had that touchdown, right? It's so cool, man. That once a game we just have like the 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 nine. He's just gonna go run straight, catch a ball. Tyreek's down there somewhere. It, it's what taking a season and a half for Tyreek Hill just to be that guy, have that connection with Tua. That just kind of speaks to the uh, chemistry they have together, dude. That one play on the slant where he ended up kicking it through the end zone. Chris Collinsworth brought up an interesting point where he had to kind of lean. Again, this isn't like a complaint or anything, but but Tyreek had to kind of lean forward and then he had to like catch up to his legs a little bit. So that's what resulted in his like knee hitting the ball going through the end zone. Those things are going to happen once in a while. It's frustrating for sure. It should have been a touchdown, but I mean, you know, you, you take the good with the bad sometimes in a situation like that. Uh, how about Cedric Wilson? Did you think we'd see a Cedric Wilson appearance? Not only did he have a huge third down conversion down the sideline, he also took a sack. That's how you know he's officially a Miami Dolphins quarterback. Yeah, no, I, I lost my mind when I saw. I think I, just, you know, tweeted out or zeded out, whatever the heck it is. You know, Cedric F and Wilson sighting because he did make a nice catch. And when he took that ball, uh, that lateral or whatever it was, I stood out of my seat because I was like, oh, dude, this that's QB number three or. Yep. I guess he's QB four now. QB four. I was like, oh, he's gonna unleash this thing, and then he then he didn't held up on it. So, um, I was hoping to see Cedric Wilson launch that thing up. So, uh, we mentioned Tyreek Hill, right, man? He I didn't realize he was targeted fifteen times. He had eleven catches for eighty eight yards, and then that touchdown. But like you said, man, it's like sometimes when you're playing Madden and you just see the cornerback one on one with Tyreek Hill, and you know Tyreek's a ninety nine, and all those cornerbacks are like a seventy nine. You're just gonna do that go route or that nine route and just let him let him do his thing. So, uh huh. Yeah, that's it, a good problem to have, right? Trying to think of if there's anyone we're missing here. Um, Waddle. What, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw us, but Waddle looked like he was banged up almost the entire game. And back, even Tyre, yeah. Okay, because they didn't really, like, elaborate on that. And then Tyreek Kill, even he went in the blue tent at one point. I was like, oh, shit, like, what's going on here? Like, And you're sitting there seeing that, and you think it's a lot worse, and you're probably on TV here, and, like, he has, like, cramps or something. No, it it was actually a little concerning, and it, and it kills me because the Waddle, they're saying it's a back injury. Um, so Waddle leaves the field, Josh, and they go to a commercial break. And then the first commercial is for the NFL, and it's the play where Tua's running out to his left. Who are they playing against? It was at home uh, where Waddle had it – was the, it was the first game Waddle was back. So would that be the Giants game? Because he caught a touchdown, and it literally has him – Catching it and then landing on his back, like smashing all the way to the ground and landing on his back. I saw that. I'm like, bruh, like this dude, he is too, a great receiver. He goes all out for every ball. And he just, if he could just fall a little easier, because man, you just see him just go from like five feet in the air to the ground on his back. And it's just rough. Very, very rough. So hopefully he's doing okay moving forward. He finished with uh, six receptions on six targets for a total of uh, 63 yards there. Salvan Ahmed did a little of nothing. Jeff Wilson made his first appearance back. He had one reception for four yards. Uh, he didn't run the ball once. Dude, what's this running back group? We'll start to wrap up here, but what's this running back group looking like? I mean, Raheem Mostert's running back 1A. Uh, Devon Achan's going to be back in a couple weeks, but where does every where does the rest of the production come from, especially when you have Salvan Ahmed, Jeff Wilson Jr.? You look, go back to last year, these guys could at least give you something, that one spark play, whether it's a 20-yard run by Selvan Ahmed against the Bills or whatever it may be. That spark wasn't there from the running back group except for uh, Mostert. 
No, we do got to remember this is a very good Philadelphia Eagles front. Absolutely. But I mean, to your point, man, I mean, we're just hoping and praying Devon Achan's back, right? And we can get, uh, he can pick up where he left off because I don't know where this group goes. They have Salvin Ahmed. We all kind of get hyped on him for a certain play, no preseason, maybe a highlight we see, but we didn't see it in this one. And you wonder why Jeff Wilson, I mean, they had to have high hopes for him at some point, right? I mean, he was a de facto starter. I mean, we sat here and joked how fantasy people were there talking about Jeff Wilson being that RB one. So uh, why wasn't he getting more touches? Chris Brooks is also eventually going to come back hopefully. So I mean, there's another guy. So I think it goes Mostert, HN. And then at that point, you're just maybe Chris Brooks. Maybe we see more of Jeff Wilson after he gets acclimated and back at, underneath himself. And maybe Salvin Ahmed can break out. But like you said, man, nobody really brought it in this one except for uh, Raheem Mostert, who that's just, that's just who he is at this point.